Hey friends, Becky here. Before you jump in and listen to episode 20, I wanted to let you know about something I'm doing over on Instagram. In celebration of my 20th episode, which you're about to listen to, I am having a giveaway and I'm giving away some pretty awesome stuff. Um, one of the things is a shop credit to Nina & Co. Another is to Chatbooks. Another is Wiley Baby. And another is from my friend, Wynn Elder, who's been on the show. She's giving away a few essential oils from her shop. So head on over to Becky more Ketcho over on Instagram. It is B-E-C-K-Y-M-O-R-Q-U-E-C-H-O and check it out. Welcome to We Are Free. I am your host, Becky Marquecho, and you're listening to episode 20. This is a podcast about letting go of what we think our lives should look like and the sweet freedom God has for us on the other side of surrender. My guest today is my friend, Alexis Fendel. Alexis works part-time in vocational ministry alongside her husband as pastors at a church in North County, San Diego. When she's not working, she's in full-time mama mode for her daughter, Collins Joy, and soon to be baby number two on the way, another sweet little girl. In her free time, Alexis loves doing all sorts of creative things, especially right now, I think just because she's nesting, DIY house projects. She loves Thai food, cold weather, watching The Bachelor, and asking people what Enneagram number they are. Welcome to the show and the studio, Lek. Thanks for having me. I'm so excited. Yeah. Lek and I have been in the same, we were just talking about this, the same life group for more than four years now. Yeah. Um, I thought it was shorter, but it's been a long time. We've been through a lot of different seasons and transitions and stuff together. Um, and I'm excited to have her on the show because she is in ministry, like mm -hmm. we mentioned. Um, and But she's sort of a unique spot because she's in ministry and so is her husband, Hayden. So we're going to chat about some of that. But because you mentioned it, I think it's important that we find out, are you liking the season of The Bachelor? <laughs> oh my gosh. I could talk forever about The Bachelor, <laughs> but yes, I am actually. I think that he's going to be a good Bachelor this time. What girl? Do you like any of the girls? <clears throat> yes. What are your picks? Okay. My picks are Madison, who he took on his mm -hmm. very first one-on-one -on -one date, and he took her to meet his family, which is crazy, so she already has that deep connection going for her. And then this other girl, Victoria, who's super sweet and- I like her too. Has great personality, and she seems super genuine, so- those are my two picks. Okay, that's good. Um, and then also, what Enneagram number are you? I know this, but share with everybody. Yes. I am a two, so the helper, the, I don't know, it has a bunch of weird names, but I just think it's so interesting to know what people are because you can kind of get to know them a little bit better and why they're doing certain things. So it's always interesting to me to find that out. Yeah, I think like is definitely a two. You're definitely a helper and you're a good yeah. like hype girl and encourager and supporter. <laughs> and I think twos are good at that. Um, okay. So I've heard, and maybe you've heard this too, a lot of twos and sevens. Did we talk about this already? A I lot of twos so. and sevens are, are in ministry. Okay. Because sevens are kind of, Jesse's a seven, like spontaneous, full of life, energy, all this stuff. And twos yeah. like naturally have that tendency and skill set to help. Um, mm -hmm. I was just curious if you've heard that before. I haven't, which is funny because my husband's a seven as well. So yeah. both of us. Mm-hmm. Kind of have that role, which is crazy, but yeah. So how long have you been in ministry? Kind of tell us your background a little bit, um, what you've, different jobs you've had at the church and where you are now. Yeah. So I, I've always, I was kind of thinking about this question um, last night and I've been in 
ministry, involved in ministry for a really long time, probably 13 years, just like volunteering. I've always just had that desire to volunteer. So when I was in junior high and high school, I started um, volunteering on worship teams. I used to work at a camp for like kids who were in foster care. And so it's always kind of been part of something that I've just has given me life and I've enjoyed and just had those opportunities. Um, but then actually working, um, getting paid to do ministry vocationally, <laughs> um, about six and a half years I've been doing ministry like that. And I started as a junior high intern. I randomly was at junior high group one night and I saw a kid playing Wii by himself. And so I walked up and asked if I could play with him. And the youth pastor, Kristen Lascola, just walked up to me and was like, would you ever want to be an intern? I'd never met her really, never been to her junior high group. And she just randomly asked me to be an intern. And I said yes, because I was in high school and had nothing better to do. <laughs> and I just, that's where I got started. And um, then I got hired um, and started working all sorts of different places. I've had a million and one jobs at the church. I think that's the funny thing about ministry is you can have a title, but do a hundred things under the sun that have nothing to do with what your title is. Yeah. Um, so I've been a junior high intern. Um, I was a worship leader for a while for high school. Um, I then became a junior high director for a couple of years and, I was an event coordinator for a Sunday night service for like a hot second, and I've worked in children's ministry and women's ministry, and I've been on our child care staff, so kind of all you over the place. in the church. Yes. <laughs> I am invested. That's so, good. Yeah. So where are you at right now? Right now, I'm a fourth and fifth grade pastor, so um, I've mostly done junior high my whole ministry career, so this is a little bit different for me, but um, I've been loving it. I've been doing that for two years, and... Yeah. What does that look like? Like, what is your day-to-day -day when you're at work? What What does your job look like? Yeah, so mostly just prepping for the weekend. Um, something different about this age group is they don't meet other than just weekends just because they're little and they, you know, they range from 8 to 11 years old. So um, it's mostly just getting ready for the weekend. And then weekends are where we, like, hit it hard and we— have fun. Um, I love playing games with the kids and it's such a sweet age because they're so impressionable, but yeah. they also still have that just innocence of like, they still think you're cool and they want to <laughs> spend time with you. Whereas junior hires and high schoolers can kind of, you have to earn their trust a little bit more. And this age group is like, already wants to trust you and be your best friend. So that's kind of fun. It makes it easy for me. Yeah. <laughs> so what are your some of your favorite? I know you worked in junior high for a long time, but like yeah. now with this age group, what are some of your favorite? Um, like you speak, you you mm. you teach these kids. Like, what are some of the favorite like topics or things that you've taught on, or um, just Bible stories? Like, what do you feel has connected a lot with that age group? Yeah. So actually, right now, um, the curriculum we use, we go through like what's called virtues. So we study once a month. We study a different virtue. Um, it ranges from like everything from self-control. We did Fruits of the Spirit over the summer last year, um, honesty, like just all that kind of stuff. And right now we're our virtues knowledge. Mm -hmm. And it's actually been my favorite so far just because we've just been helping the kids understand why it's so important for us to know God, for them to know God personally and like how that can help them. Um, this past week we learned about the story of Jesus um, encountering the devil in the desert. And mm -hmm. when the, um, 
devil was trying to tempt him and Jesus used scripture to defend himself. And just that like, when we know God's word and like we are daily reading it and daily trying to understand it, that like, it's going to be easier for us to make those wise decisions. And I don't know, especially these, this last month during this study, I've just seen the kids kind of click a little bit like, oh, I have to have a relationship with him. Like I can't just not ever talk to him and then randomly need him that we have to be pursuing a relationship personally with him. So that's been one of my favorite things we've actually done is what we're doing right now. So I think it's a lot of people think that this age group is so young and doesn't understand these things, but Mm -hmm. they are crazy and it's hard to get them (laughs) to settle down and actually get through to them. But they have such a desire to learn and, they are knowledgeable and they know a lot of stuff and they can grasp a lot of these concepts. And so um, I think it's just good to talk about those things with them. Yeah, I experienced that even with Vera and she's three of like kids are so much more capable, I think, than like Mm -hmm. we give them credit for sometimes. Um, So at three, I see that. So I can imagine with fourth and fifth graders. Do you feel like being in ministry? I didn't ask you this question over email, so feel free not to answer it. Do you feel like being in ministry and like constantly, like you are looked at, you're a leader, like Mm -hmm. for these kids and you have to show up. Do you feel like you have to be on or like on with your relationship with God all the time? Or like, what does that look like for you in your personal life with your relationship with God? Yeah, I I think I notice more when I'm not on in my relationship with God, just because it is put to the test a little bit more, Um, especially when these kids ask difficult questions that I'm like, oh my gosh, like, I can't believe you're wanting to know the answer to that. And like, I feel like I should know the answer to that. And it challenges me in that way. Mm -hmm. And I think um, I can also tell when I feel more exhausted in doing ministry, just because it is so much of like telling people about Jesus and having just that pastoral personality and loving on people being self, like, I don't know, there's just so much more required from your spiritual life Mm -hmm. when you work in ministry. Um, And so I think I can just tell more when I haven't been spending time with the Lord. And I'm like, Oh, why do I feel burnt out is one of my biggest indicators that I haven't been spending time with God. Like, why do I feel so burnt out or tired or, um, not wanting to spend time with these kids as much as I usually do or yeah, all that kind of stuff. I feel like it just kind of highlights that for me to know, oh, I need some more time with Jesus because I'm doing a lot of work on the front lines for him yeah. and um, I need to be filled up before I'm just pouring out everywhere, you know? Yeah, that's something I'm not, I don't work in ministry, but I've seen it. I love like the pastors at our church, like Chris Brown, I've heard him say a million times, like, He's just another guy. He's just a guy. Mm -hmm. We're all just humans. Like just because you work in the church or in ministry doesn't mean like we all have it together perfectly. But I just always wondered, like, if you do work in the church, do you feel that like need of like, what are people thinking? Or we do have to have it put together or yeah, stuff like that. Yeah, totally. And I think it's um, one thing my husband and I have had just struggles with, and I'm sure other people who work in ministry is it's just it's harder for us to get to church because we are working at church. Like we are working all weekend. And so there's no time for us to go watch the sermon and um, get that community feel of like actually being in communal worship with other people, like Mm -hmm. just because we are providing that for other people. And so it's just something you have to be aware of and like proactive about instead of just being like, Oh, I'm, I think it's so easy for people who work in ministry and I've seen it a lot to just, 
oh, I'm doing the, I'm doing church. I'm pouring out to other people. Like that is what fills me. But it's like, no, we have to have our own relationship with God that's daily. And we need to find ways to hear the sermon. We need to find ways to get worship. We need to find ways to spend time with God. And it doesn't have to be church. I don't think people have to go to church to have a relationship with God, but I just think it's something we have to be more vigilant about than the average person. Yeah. Are you guys ever able to go together? No, we, the last time we went to church and sat in a service together was four and a half years ago, right before we got engaged. Holy cow. Yeah. That's a long time. <laughs> yeah. So we, um, we'll listen to the sermon online at home sometimes. Mm -hmm. Even that is usually separate from each other, like whenever we can fit it in. But, mm -hmm. um, but yeah, I think that's why we love our life group so much because that's our time to get community and church right. as a married couple together. Yeah. So. For you personally, like not having um, or having that pressure on yourself to like have that relationship with the Lord or have mm -hmm. all the answers for the kids, like what other things are hard, have been hard for you over the years um, just working in ministry as a woman? Yeah, I think um, being a woman in ministry is such a unique position. And I think it's also like relatively a newer thing. And even a lot of churches, other churches, um, don't support women as much as our church does, which I am so grateful for. Our church is like so supportive of women in leadership, which is a huge blessing. And I think we take it for granted sometimes when we see just other churches around us. But I think it can just cause it is a male dominant field. And mm -hmm. so that makes it challenging. I know before I was even married, just like all the years of working my way up and um, I wasn't sure what I wanted to do, um, but there was a period where I really wanted to be a youth pastor and I thought that's what God was calling me to do um, before I got married to Hayden. And I think it's just hard being a woman because it's so easy. I think we fall into the trap of comparison pretty much in any area of our life. I think mm -hmm. all women can agree with that. Um, but especially in ministry, just because it is, there's so much um, male dominance in ministry and um, just people have different views on who should be leading. And especially from a teaching standpoint, um, it's seen more as the men do the teaching, which like I said, our church is very good at um, allowing women to have that platform and do that kind of stuff. But I think there's like a stigma a little bit about women are there to do women's ministry or children's ministry to work with little kids. And mm -hmm. so um, I had known from the beginning that I felt called to do youth ministry and um, I wanted to be in that position and all that kind of stuff. So all that to say that um, I think comparison has been a big deal for me and just um, feeling like I needed to work harder to get myself out there and it's harder to um, just put yourself in those positions to be like, hey, I want to be seen for this role as well or I want to be given the opportunities to teach in this capacity as well. Um, and um, I think it's just easy to compare yourself to other women just because it's there's fewer of us in yeah. ministry. And so like like you know who they are. <laughs> yeah, I know exactly who all these girls are that like have the same gifts that I do and all of that kind of stuff. And then also just to compare yourself to the men and be like, okay, how do I get that training like they get? And there's not as much mentorship for women in ministry just because most of the men in leadership can't. Um, mentor women in, in the same way just because it's not appropriate, which it can be challenging to find 
there's just not a lot of women to mentor other women, which I hope is a movement that changes soon. Yeah. And there already are changes, especially at our church. I think of just women who are really taking the time to pour into us younger women in ministry. But I think I've just had to learn that God, the Holy Spirit is the Holy Spirit. And there's a verse that talks about, I think it's in Timothy that says like, it doesn't matter how long you've been a Christian, what role you have, that like the Holy Spirit is going to work through you no matter who you are. And so I think just having to realize that there's no such thing as a baby Holy Spirit or a male Holy Spirit <laughs> or, you know, that if I am pursuing Christ and like desiring those um, positions and working for those things that like the Holy Spirit's going to use me. And also, too, that we need all of these women and yeah. all of these men and all of their gifts and that all of us do. None of us have the exact same skill set and the exact same gifts. And so just understanding like that we're all needed for the roles that we have and the gifts that we have and being joyful for the people that are around us that have those gifts instead of feeling the need to compare or wonder why we haven't gotten elevated in that way or yeah. I don't know. That was kind of a rant. No, I don't know if that makes good. sense. It makes a lot of sense. I think it's so good. Um, like you said, like whether it's ministry or I think you can be applied to a lot of different categories yeah. of our lives. Um, so Hayden, he's also, he's a youth pastor. Mm-hmm. Um, and you guys got married and you were both working in the church then. So your whole relationship really, yeah. you guys have both been working in the church, correct? Yes. What does that look like for you guys? And like, I know we've had a lot of private conversations like in life group and stuff, but whatever you want to share, like, what does that look like for you guys in your marriage? And like, I know your schedules are a little bit different. Like you Mm -hmm. said, you're not able to go to church together and different days off than other people have together and with Collins and a baby on the way. Just what does life look like for you guys in your marriage, having you both be part of ministry? Yeah, so... To be honest, it's been really hard, which I know you know we've talked about a lot. Um, but it's just hard when you, for anyone that's ever done the exact same job as their husband, I mean, you and Jesse work. <laughs> we have those challenges. Do the same things. Yeah. yeah. So it, that creates all of its own challenges, just especially working at the same place. Um, for most of our marriage, we were at separate um, locations of our church, um, which made it a little bit different because we had just different interactions, different staff we were working with. But now being at the same place, like we're working with all the same people, like our offices are on the same hallway, like just all, it, it just Is adds Is it better all. or worse? Um, I think it's better. Okay. I think it's healthier for our family, mm-hmm. um, which that's why we transition was when we had our daughter, we knew she needed a place to grow up instead of separately. So that's been a huge blessing. But it's definitely been a challenge. Like you said, the hours are just weird, which I know everyone has weird hours in their mm-hmm. job, but just week, like we work all weekend. Um, we have our youth group on Tuesday night. So for both of us since dating, we've worked from 9 to 9 a.m. to 10 p.m. on every Tuesday of our year, except yeah. for t- two weeks off at Christmas. So that's interesting dynamic to have Tuesday nights um, be always blocked off forever, it <laughs> seems like. Um, winter camps, summer camps are such a weird dynamic too. We're gone for weeks at a time, um, sometimes with zero communication, mm-hmm. um, just all that kind of stuff. And then extra events just thrown in there. It just can be really crazy, but there also is so much flexibility because it is a different kind of job. So yeah. that adds challenges. But I think the biggest challenge for me, like I said, um, 
a couple minutes ago with comparison is like, it was hard for me to do the same thing as my husband and for both of us to have a lot of the same gifts and the same passions and like kind of running in the same direction. Um, and we had to have lots of conversations when we got married just because we knew it wouldn't be sustainable for both of us to full-time do this just because it's such an interesting job and ministry is so much um, like heart work more than it is like hands work. And so it's not a job that you leave the office and it's done and you come back the next day just because it is dealing with people and their life and their relationship with Jesus. And so it's kind of a 24 seven. Yeah. You're on call for when people need things. And there's been lots of times that people need things from us when most people wouldn't be working or going to help someone, you know, just that kind of stuff. And so, especially in youth ministry, we both knew that we both couldn't be full-time just if we ever wanted to pursue family. And obviously now we do have a family. And so that took a lot of like pride swallowing for me (laughs) to be like, okay, I'm going to have to take a step back in what I want to do ministry-wise just because— And choosing to. Like yeah. you guys, decide, yeah, making a decision. And it wasn't choose. like, yeah, he was like, right. you're the one that has yeah. to. He offered many times if he wanted to, if I wanted him to quit so that I could do it full-time. Mm-hmm. But I think it was just hard being like, okay, we have the same, a lot of the same gifts, the same passions, um, and we're running in the same direction, but like— for this health of our marriage. And if we ever want to pursue a family, um, one of us is going to have to take a step back. So that's been a hard thing. I think now we're in such a great place and I'm so thankful for the direction we chose, but I think that was a really hard thing to work through to be like, okay, ministry is going to look different for me than I had planned before I got married to someone who was doing the same thing, you know? Right. So what has that done in your marriage, like communication wise and just over the last almost four years, like how have you guys grown together and like what things have you done to make sure that you are growing together versus like mm-hmm. feel like you're competing or racing each other, but in the, you know, different direction. Yeah, totally. So I think the first couple of years of marriage, there was not much of us working that out. It was kind of just like, it was just very, there were lots of frustrating conversations about I just felt like he wasn't seeing the places that I was gifted and I wasn't seeing the places he was gifted. It was like, we're both trying to go for it, you know? And I think um, parenthood has changed Mm -hmm. that a lot just because there's a whole new shift of someone else that we're caring for. And so I think just naturally, just my, who I am, like just in having those motherly instincts now, if that makes sense, that has totally changed that direction a little bit just because I'm like, okay, there's someone else we're focusing on and there's a family to be focused on. And like, we can't both be powerhouses, um, in the same way. And so, um, I think naturally it kind of just, I took that back seat. I made a big jump in changing jobs, um, two years ago when we had her. And so that's given me lots of freedom just to be in a different role. And I think as that's gone, I've just enjoyed the time to be like, okay, I'm supporting him. Um, I volunteer for him in his ministry and that's been really cool for me to watch him do his work and to aid him almost Mm -hmm. and, um, to just be his helper instead of like both of us trying to lead, if that makes sense. So, and I think a lot of people probably deal with those same things in marriage, just finding that balance of like, okay, when do I support you and when do you support me and how do we support our family at the same time? And so, 
I think that's just how we've had to figure out that balance. So yeah, we're in a similar place of like now we're Jesse and I had always worked together for Mm -hmm. 10 years and now we have separate things, but each of us is like helping the other person behind the scenes. I do a lot of listening for Till and I love it. And it's fun for me because I, I have business in my background and I, I can hear and like give feedback and bounce ideas around. And Jesse obviously uh, helps with the podcast. He's my producer Mm -hmm. and it's just been fun. It's fun to not feel like you're trying to like prove yourself to the other person or like, yeah, because we, Jesse and I also both have like strong opinions. Our skill sets are different, but like we both have uh, strong desires to like move in the direction that we feel God has us. So having each other to like help instead of feeling like you're like, butting heads at it um, is really nice. It's been a fun season. And I think it's so healthy to step back to be able to notice the gifts that your spouse has. Yeah. And like, I feel like that's what this change has done, um, just job change and like me stepping more into like mom mode and just that kind of stuff. It's really elevated the things that we're both good at that are separate from each other. And I think for so long it felt like, we're doing all the same things. We have all the same gifts, like who's better almost, which was really hard for our marriage. And so I think now being able to see like, oh, wow, my husband is so good at these things. And I can, I can see that. And he sees like, wow, my wife can do all these things. And, you know, so, and I think it's also super important to remember to point those out in our spouse. And I think that when we're at that place in our life too, that's when we're the healthiest is when we're noticing the things that the other person's good at and being like, Hey, I see you and like your giftedness in this area. And I appreciate it. You know? Yeah. So I agree. Do you feel like motherhood has fulfilled some of like your ministry, like work or desire, like in a way, or I'm just curious. (laughs) Yeah. I feel like I wasn't, um, I don't know. I was just, it's one of those weird things you just don't know how you're going to be as mm-hmm. a mom or like wonder what it's going to fill in you. And from the moment I became a mom, um, I feel like it just fulfilled me in a way that I didn't know was possible. And I feel like that has helped a lot in the step back of ministry because ministry was what was fulfilling me and having those leadership roles and wanting to pursue those things. And I still have very intense drives to work. Like I love to work and I love my job and I love doing ministry. And so it's not something that I would ever want to stop. And I always want to pursue more, but, um, I think motherhood has given me a whole new lens to be like, Oh my gosh, this is something that I feel God has given me and something. I feel like I've just, um, seen ministry applied at my home as Mm -hmm. well. And being like, okay, being a wife and being a mom can be just as much ministry as working at a church, you know, even more so. (laughs) Yeah, totally. Um, like if there is anybody listening who is thinking about going into ministry or they are right now and maybe they're struggling or whatever, do you have any advice or encouragement for women, um, young women who want to work in the church? Yeah. Um, first of all, I would say to find someone that is a woman in ministry and ask them to mentor you. Like it might be awkward to just like go up to someone and be like, Hey, can you mentor me? But I think I was so fortunate when I came into ministry, the first person to hire me was a girl and who is amazing at ministry, an amazing woman, amazing wife, um, mom, all that kind of stuff. And um, she just 
I don't think I would be where I am in ministry without the input of like a woman's perspective and advice. And so I think it's so healthy to have just those women who've done it for a little while to be speaking into you. So I would find someone that um, is in ministry that's a woman and say, hey, will you mentor me or will you teach me or even just go out to coffee with me to talk to me about what it's like to be a woman in ministry. And then I would just say to like pursue Jesus and continue to grow in like your skills and practice. Um, if you want to teach, teach. If you want to lead kids, then kids ministry is great. If you want to do youth ministry, lead youth ministry. Like I would just say, go for what you want to do, but just pursue Jesus. Um, because I feel like those moments when I've pursued my relationship with him and super leaning on him to just fill me with his Holy Spirit are those times where I see clearly the opportunities I'm supposed to be stepping out in. I'm given the opportunities that I think would fit my gifts. And so I think just really making sure not to let um, the work side of ministry overtake your relationship with Jesus, because I think it can be so easy to be like, okay, I'm going to, this is a job that I want instead of like, no, I am teaching and I am being a vessel for the Holy Spirit. And so I first need to have that relationship strong. Um, and then those opportunities will come. If yeah. that makes sense. It makes a lot of sense. Yeah. I think it's really good advice for everybody across the board. Yeah, me too. <laughs> uh, what do you feel like over the years, um, challenges of like comparison, all different sorts of things that you have experienced in different roles in the church, all this different stuff. What do you feel like God has set you free from? Yeah. So I think that's such a great question to think about. And even when you sent it to me, like, I know that's what your podcast is about. <laughs> um, but I was like, wow, that's such an interesting thing to think about. And I think God has set me free from a million things in my life, but especially in ministry, like I talked about earlier, I think just that comparison and just understanding that like God has made me to be who I am and I'm not like anybody else and no one is like anybody else and that God has given us gifts and wirings and personalities that are so different and just feeling free to be like, okay, this is who God has made me to be. It's not who he's made Becky to be. It's not who he's made my husband to be. And so just really relying on God to be like, okay, this is who I am. Use me for who I am and let me stop looking around at what everyone else is doing or what I'm not doing and compare myself. And so I feel like he's just really and I think it's been in the last year, it's been a recent transition, and I think it'll always be something that I have to seek Him on, but just being set free from that comparison of like, this is what I don't have, or these are the gifts I don't have, or I feel inadequate in these areas, but just being like, this is who God has made me to be. And the Bible talks about that all the time. You know, we're all needed to do His work in the kingdom. And right. so I think just being set free from those like bonds of comparison and all of that kind of stuff. So good. Yeah. Applied across the board. Yeah. <laughs> Where can people follow along? I'm guessing it's Instagram. Um, just your family and see uh, Collins and her sweet face and baby on the way and all of that. Yeah, just Instagram. I, I don't even know if people use Facebook anymore. Yeah. <laughs> it's called, I think people call it mom book or something now. Hey, but. hey watch yourself. <laughs> I'm still on there. Yeah. Stuff, but yeah, Instagram, Alexis Findel. I post random stuff, lots of Lack DIYs. A lot, yeah, lots of DIYs. You guys, she's really good at this stuff. Well, right now, I think I'm crazy <laughs> nesting. I'm like, something's wrong with me. But You're always good. You're resourceful and creative, and it's yeah. fun to see. Yeah, so if you like that kind of stuff, 
and to see cute kids yeah. and cute family. Follow along. We'll have all that in the show notes. Cool. Thanks, Lex. Thanks for coming. Thanks, Thanks for having me. Yeah. Thanks for listening. Again, don't forget to check out the show notes where we have all of the info and links and resources we talked about in the show. You can go to beckymorkecho.com, B-E-C-K-Y-M-O-R-Q-U-E-C-H-O.com. Thanks for listening in.